What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's going on, Mighty Warriors? Welcome to Episode 11 of Thriving in the Trenches. I want to start off, first of all, by saying uh, if the sound quality on this episode doesn't come out too great, I have to apologize. I'm uh, traveling with my kids right now. The last couple of episodes I've been on the road, actually. But this particular room, the way it's laid out, I have to be hiding out in the bathroom so I don't wake up my kids. Um, so just bear with me. Hopefully in the editing process, it'll all kind of straighten out a little bit and sound a little bit better than it does right now when I do my sound checks. Uh, that being said, episode 11, you know, when I started this out, I uh, listed out 20 topics that I could talk about thinking that that'd be, if I had 20 topics, then I'd be on a good path. And I've got to say, I've probably only stuck to about three of those topics. Everything else has kind of just come up off the cuff, so to speak, you know, um, really just I'm feeling something or I'm going through something or people ask me a question and I've just been kind of really flowing with it, but it's been great. And I just, you know, there's been times when it's been challenging. I'm like, at this point, 10 episodes in the books, 11 being created right now. And I've got about almost 600 downloads. I want to thank all of you people for that. Um, You support me, you download and Whether you listen once, twice, all of them, none of them, it's still great. And like I've said in the past, like I put this stuff out for myself. Um, I want to help other people with my words and my stories, but at the end of the day, I just really feel a calling to share my life with whoever's willing to listen and hoping that it's gonna have some kind of impact or at least cause people to look at a situation from a different perspective. And I've gotten some positive feedback from a few listeners that just really keeps me moving forward and uh, feeling like this is having some kind of impact. So again, thank you guys for your support. So as I said, I uh, like to do these podcasts based on things that are going on in my life. And there's some recent situations that have come up. And really, I wanted to talk today about um, suicide and mental health. And so bear with me because I'm going to take a few minutes to brag about me. As uh, you may know if you listened to the first podcast, I grew up pretty rough. Um, A lot of verbal abuse, a lot of hard times, a lot of poverty. And, you know, it was a challenge. And I get frustrated sometimes when people make excuses for their circumstances holding them back because... I've had a million reasons to quit, to give up, to just live in whatever crap situation is dealt to me, but I've constantly chosen to overcome, to work, to improve my status, to improve my situation, and as of late, to improve my own mental health and mental status. So like I said, grew up poor, eating out of dumpsters. graduated from high school, I was the first person in my immediate family and actually the only person in my immediate family that stuck it out and graduated high school. To some people that may be nothing, but coming from where I came from, like that's a huge accomplishment. And 
I did not have support from my family in doing that. There were times my mom encouraged me to cut school and stay home just for nothing, to hang out, to do whatever. And I don't knock my mom for that. She did the best that she knew how to do. And I love my mom. But I had challenges to overcome. I received, uh, we received food stamps growing up. And this is back in the day before they had EBT cards and before you could use food stamps to purchase things like fast food and I don't know whatever else you can buy with it these days. But back then it was just food and food stamps were paper dollars, like whatever, but you know, they had denominations, ones, fives, blah, 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 but it was paper and it was only good for food. And I remember even as young as junior high, like seventh, eighth grade, I would buy a bunch of 15 cent candies and take them to school and sell them for a quarter each just so I could raise money to do my own laundry. Meanwhile, I'm contending with my family stealing my money that I'm trying to save just so I can have clean clothes. I'm washing stuff in the sink, you know, like just really struggling through it. But I chose to do it. I continued to push through it. You know, um, it was difficult. And even with high school, again, like I said, staying committed to the cause and pushing forward. And, you know, I didn't just barely scoop by in high school. I, I did really well. I think I probably maintained a B average and later on going into college, I, to this day, still have like a 4.0 average, you know, I put in work and wanted to achieve, wanted to accomplish. After high school, worked for about a year at a clothing store, immediately promoted to assistant manager at the age of 18 years old. Now, I was only making 10 bucks an hour back in 1999, but to me, that was all the money in the world because I'd grown up with nothing. And so you know, started off from nothing, worked in that assistant manager position, was going to school as well as supporting my own household. My mom basically turned over what money she had to me and I was running the household. I was the man of the house. Uh, there was me, my mom, my brother, and my sister and niece. So a household of four of us and at 18 years old, I'm running it. The lease was in my name for the apartment we were renting. I made sure there was always food on the table, made sure all the bills were paid, and I was just getting stuff done. I had to grow up quick. Fast forward, joined the Navy uh, the end of 2000, it was October of 2000, and again, qualified for some of the higher programs in the Navy because of my testing scores. And went on to excel in the Navy. I kicked butt in there. I, uh, you know, with my six-year enlistment, I made it to E5 because I had a couple holdups. <laughs> we won't talk about that right now. But went into the reserves and immediately picked up E6 first time around. And since then, picked up E7 first time around. And making chief E7 in the Navy is no small feat. It's a very admirable thing, a very respectable thing to do. First look, I also picked up senior chief. So E8, and for those that don't know, enlisted ranks only go up to E9. So, you know, in my career in the military, I advanced through the ranks and did really well for myself. And this October, I'll be hitting my 20-year mark. So very accomplished in that regard. Um, step over to my other career, which I won't talk too much about, but got in, did the uh, the two-year minimum requirement to open up other programs and immediately qualified for what I consider one of the most 
difficult civilian programs out there. And I've been working in that field for some time and have achieved a bunch there. I am a um, certified instructor in a lot of different things. I've branched out into other areas of like, just taking charge of different programs to help me grow. I've been the go-to guy on a lot of kind of technical technical type situations. Again, not trying to disclose too much in this regard, so that's why I may be speaking kind of uh, cryptically, but needless to say, like, I, I've done really well for myself, really well for myself. On top of that, like I've mentioned before, but people don't see me as some slouch little girly boy or whatever. Like, I, <laughs> I consider myself like a man, you know, I'm a great father and I can say that confident, confidently and proudly. I handle my business, I run my household. Um, people feel safe around me. I am a protector and a provider at heart. And I've never met a person that immediately thinks like, look at this soft shell of a man. I've never met anybody that wants to test me because I look like the weak sheep in the pack. Um, you know, so anyway, like I've, I've done quite a bit in my life. Why am I telling you this story? Why am I bragging about who I am? It's not just to get pats on the back. I told you we were going to talk about suicide and that's kind of where the bridge is. Despite all my accomplishments, all my successes, the beautiful kids that I have, you know, my ex-wife, like I, me and her are great friends these days and I want to acknowledge who she is and just what she is. Like she's an amazing mother. And granted, she's my ex-wife, but I've had people tell me like how beautiful she is. I remember one point when we were still married, going to uh, going home to visit and running into an old friend from school, and I was like, "Yeah, this is my wife." And he met her and was like, "Wow, how'd you get so lucky?" You know. And I took that as a compliment. And again, this isn't to brag; it is kind of to brag on who I am, but not just for pats on the back. It's for the sake of this. Everybody struggles. No matter what it looks like from the outside, everybody struggles. We're all so great at putting our best foot forward and wearing masks that make it seem like our life is just so perfect. Like it's amazing. There's nothing going on here. I can handle anything. I'm just unshakable. The fact of the matter is, even those that look the most steady are, are, are capable of breaking are capable of running into some kind of situation, some kind of turbulence that just throws them off to a point where it's like, wow, can I recover from this? And I'm one of those guys. I mentioned on the first podcast, or maybe, I don't know, on a couple different podcasts, that I went through a period of uh, deep depression and suicidal thoughts. I sat in my room all alone, and it wasn't even my room. I was essentially squatting with somebody else because of the situation that I ended up in after divorce and just missing my kids and feeling defeated. I sat with a bottle of Jameson in one hand and a pistol in my other hand every night for about a week, 
And when I was going through this, you know, I'd been through a million trainings in the Navy that are like, hey, you know, you're not alone, this, that, and the other, people got your back. And none of that meant anything when I was in that situation. All I could think about is how desperate I felt in my situation, how alone I felt in my situation. And I didn't want to talk to anybody about it because no matter how desperate I felt, there was still this overwhelming feeling that if I talk to somebody about my problems, A, I come off as so weak and may be judged. B, they're just going to think my problems are stupid. And at the end of the day, I chose not to talk about it because I was ashamed of it. I was ashamed of where I was. I was ashamed of how weak I felt. I was ashamed of the fact that I couldn't cope. I was ashamed of the fact that I've accomplished so much in life Yet here I am, breaking, contemplating ending my own life. And there's a lot of people that are in that struggle every single day. There's a lot of people that are contemplating taking their own life and scared to death of talking to anybody about it. The shame overtakes them, the, the feelings of loneliness, of emptiness they just become overwhelming. And the message that I want to deliver to anybody listening today is that it's okay to feel that way and you're not alone. And you don't have to go through those things alone. And you're not weak. And your problems do matter. I'm sure it's been heard before, but I like to use the analogy, and I have shared this on one of my Instagram posts, but I currently have a thumb that, uh, long story short, is there's no cartilage in the joint where my thumb connects to the rest of my hand. And it hurts like crazy. It's starting to limit my grip. It's starting to limit my ability to do simple tasks, like open a jar. I got to like kind of regrip it and reset and it's just it sucks like the pain is is enough that I can't do those simple tasks the first time up. And you know again I I have a very physically demanding job. So it makes that job difficult sometimes. I like to work out. It makes working out difficult sometimes. And the reason I'm sharing all this is because Nobody thinks that I'm weak because I went to a doctor. Nobody thinks I'm weak because I may have to have surgery on it. You know, I shouldn't even say may. Like, I, I need surgery on it. That's the only way it's going to improve. And with that is going to be, be a time of uh, basically light duty. Like, I'm going to be incapacitated in certain regards for a little bit. Nobody thinks I'm weak. Nobody judges me. Nobody thinks my problem is stupid. So why on earth do we adopt this mentality when it comes to struggles that are mental, when it comes to struggles that are personal? It's no different. A lot is mentioned about PTSD. PTSD isn't, this guy's weak. That girl can't hang. Those people are just babies. PTSD is somebody goes through some kind of trauma 
and it essentially eats the cartilage out of their thumb, so to speak, but it's in a mental way. And because of that lack of cartilage, the joint doesn't function properly. And just to be very clear on what I'm saying, because of that drama, that tragedy that people go to, that trauma, their mind starts to play tricks on them. Or maybe it's something like a divorce and not being able to see your kids, which starts to break you down. That's my story is it was my kids. I missed my kids. And it drove me to the point of thinking that I should just end my, my life. Now, by the grace of God, I one night got this thought clear as day that's like, hey, man, you're thinking about killing yourself because you miss your kids. At least you see them now. How much will you see them if you're dead? And for me, that was the, the cast, that was the treatment that I needed initially to get out of that hole, to get off that train. Everybody needs different things. Like I can't say that same thing about kids to somebody else and expect that that's going to solve their problems because we're all different. We're all unique. But we all need some kind of help when we're in those situations. We all need some kind of word. We need some kind of medication. We need something. Because obviously we've gotten to a point where this is no longer a manageable thing. And I'm here today to say that that's okay. That is okay. Having suicidal thoughts, even attempting suicide, does not make you weak. It does not make you less of a human being. We have to make these conversations and these feelings normal. We have to make these things okay to talk about. We have to make these things acceptable to talk about. We have to start shaming ourselves over these things. There are too many lives being lost because of depression, because of anxiety, because of feeling like we're facing overwhelming odds, when in reality, some, not all, but some of these things could be solved by having somebody to talk to. Some of these things could be solved by somebody getting in our business and asking us what's going on and us being open and honest with them. The reason I shared all that stuff at the beginning is because, again, I'm not just some little guy sitting out here just walking around depressed and lost and whatever. I'm a man. I know that I'm a man. I'm a strong man. I'm a secure man. And I've had those struggles. So whoever you are right now listening to this, wherever you are, whether it's for you or somebody you know, having issues like this does not change your worth, does not change your value, does not change your identity. Open up and share these things. Get help. Send me a message. I'll talk to anybody. I love talking to people. I'm here doing this podcast because I have a passion. I have a purpose, and my purpose is to help men and women break free from the chains of their past and whatever may come with that. So that's it. I won't drag this on any longer. I won't repeat the same metaphors and analogies over and over. I just want everybody listening to know that no matter what you're struggling with, no matter how severe it is, or no, no matter whether you're contemplating suicide or not, 
you matter and your issues matter and they are very real. Don't let anybody ever tell you that what you're feeling is BS because whatever we feel is real, but we have the ability to overcome it. Our minds are such a powerful thing. They can drag us down or they can lift us up and it's up to us to choose and decide what we do. And as far as suicide and mental illness is concerned, it's all about opening up and being willing to share with people and get past the thought that everybody's going to judge you. Get past the thought that everybody's going to think less of you. Everybody doesn't have to know. You get to pick who you speak to. But speak to somebody. That's all I got. Um, I hope this is something that encourages people. I hope this is a tool that people can use to help out anybody know, they know that's struggling. And again, at the end of the day, reach out to me if you need anything. You can get me at underscore thriving in the trenches. Same name as the podcast on Instagram. Send me a message. Let me know what's going on and I will respond. I'm available all the time. I may not answer within five minutes, but I definitely will get back to you. And again, I'm just here as a resource. You don't need to know me. I don't need to know you. Just know that I will offer everything that I have to help out. I love you folks. Hope you're having a wonderful week and continue to thrive. And if you haven't started yet, now is the time. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved, you are appreciated, and no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.